Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Uh, if you're new to Life West, our mission, we want to see you be and do all that God has for you. I want to see you equipped and empowered to be and do everything that God has for you. I know that you have gifts and talents, and it's fun doing things we're good at, but it takes it to a whole nother level when we get to do the things we're good at, but we use them to build the kingdom of God. It's 10 times better. We'd love to help you along that journey. We'd love to help you do that. Well, before we get started, though, why don't you uh, find somebody around you and uh, tell them that they look good. All right. There you go. Turn to that other one, that other person on your other side and say, you look even better. All right, all right. Well, we're going to have some fun this morning. And uh, I'm really excited about today's, today's message. Uh, I think it's going to really be very encouraging. But bef- before we jump right into it, there was something that happened this week. Um, we were, I-, I was with some friends, and we were, we were racing like quads and dirt bikes, and, and there was an accident. I know. And it was caught on video. So you kind of have to share those things. So we're going to go ahead, and if you would, take just a moment and watch this. Pretty serious, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> In case you missed it, let's watch that. Just, 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 just one more. We'll watch that again. The guy on the red bike, that's Kyle. Watch this. He actually does a wheelie going into second. Up and slams right into Jason. They go down. Then Jeremy, I don't know how he didn't in the blue, did not run over somebody, but he didn't. But we got to watch it one more time because I don't think you saw Jason was still, he rolled like five times. You got to watch when he falls off here. Jason's the one that gets hit. You got to see this. <laughs> So Jason goes down, he's rolling, he's still rolling, he's still rolling, he's still rolling. So they almost died, like it was just crazy and the speed and you could hear the power and the roar of, no, no, you, you couldn't. And I really is, that's the title of today's message is Almost. And I almost told the truth, and then I almost misled you about like what that you probably didn't think it was that dangerous. But uh, <laughs> but today we're talking about almost because I think almost can be so frustrating. Because here's the thing with almost: when you almost do something, you have 99% of the frustration, but you don't get the reward, right? You like. You, it, it, it's not there. It doesn't matter if you almost complete a race. You know, I, I didn't finish. I didn't finish. Um, I was, in college, I got really big into adventure racing. And, and it's a race, but it's like, it's, it's a crazy race. And so we did this, this race in Arkansas, and it was 50 miles of canoeing, 50 miles of running, and 50 miles of mountain biking back to back. But then they don't give you a course. They give you a map. And then they give you coordinates, and you have to plot the coordinates on the map correctly, and then you have to, using a compass, no GPS, you've got to find your way to the different coordinates. 
So it takes a ton of training, figuring it out, and then you got to be ready to do this, and then you go nonstop. So you have 36 hours to complete this. So we trained for this. I trained for it for like a year, and then we go and we do it. And the guy that was navigating got us lost. So it's like 3 a.m., which is like the worst time ever. Like 3 a.m. is just horrible. It's like it's not morning. It's just awful. And we're lost. We are just, we're just, we're walking through the woods. I keep stepping on snakes and, and we're walking through the woods. Well, come to find out, we, we, end up, we, didn't, we didn't finish. We were close. We are close to a checkpoint, but we didn't, we didn't make it in time, so we didn't finish. We almost did. You know how frustrating it is to go through all the work, go through all the training, and then not finish? I learned how to navigate after that. I'm like, oh, this isn't happening again. I'm going to make sure we get this right. But you, you go through all the frustration, but you don't get the reward. You don't get to the other side. That's kind of what we're talking about today, but we're going to talk about the spiritual side of that. And 2 Thessalonians 3.13 says this, And as for you, brothers, never tire of doing what is right. And I think that there's a lot of almost when it comes to doing what's right, when it comes to applying God's word to our life. I think there's a lot of almost, because here's the thing. The fact that that verse even has to be in the Bible says something, right? Don't get tired of doing what's right. Because I think a lot of the times we just, we think, well, if I'm doing what's right, it's going to be easy, it's going to be fun, and I'm going to know that it's working because I'm doing what's right. But so often that really isn't the case. That's not the case. That's not what happens because we, we begin to do these things. We make the decision. We say, God, I'm, I'm going to honor you in my marriage, and I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to love my, life, my wife. I'm going to love my spouse like I'm supposed to. I'm going to lay down my life for them. I'm going to begin to do this, and we do it, but for some reason, they don't respond the way that we think they should or the way that they should, and we're like, I've been doing this right for like two hours straight, and you haven't noticed like what is going on, or maybe it's two weeks. Or two years, and you're like, it's still, it's, it's, it's not getting through. We, we make these decisions. We say, God, I'm going to honor you in my, in my finances. And we begin to tithe, and we begin to put him first. And we look, and we're like, but wait a second. I just got fired. Like, like wait, what, what happened? I'm, I'm beginning to do this. I'm, I'm doing this right. Why isn't this working? Or begin to, to, to study God's word and say, God, I'm going to put you first in my life. I'm just going to put you first. By the way, it's September 1st, and a, a great way to do uh, a Bible study and to begin to do that is to read the proverb of the day. So today is the 1st of September, so you can read Proverb 1, and tomorrow you would read Proverb 2. It's, it's really simple. It's really just a fun way to do that, and Proverbs, if you've never read Proverbs, is a book just basically full of wisdom. Um, our kids can do it. You can, it's a great, great way to do it. But we begin to do these things, and what we so often think is, I'm going to see the reward for this right now. And we do it. And it's the 15th, and we've been reading the proverb of the day for 15 days, and we're like, you know what? I kind of feel the same. I'm not seeing the change that I want to see. And so 
we stop. We stop. Galatians 6, 9 says this, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. When we apply God's word, here's what I know, it's going to work. But it rarely works in the time frame that we think it should work in. I think we, I don't know if I would make it as a farmer just in the fact that I want the results like right now, okay? I would like to plant the seed and then go out the next morning and like, woohoo, it's ready. But that's not what happens. But how many times do we do that? Where we do something and we say, okay, God, I'm taking this step of faith. I'm doing this and, 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 and I'm breaking off these relationships. I'm not going out with them because I'm going to honor you and I know what they're going to do or I know what this group they talk about at work. And I know what's going to happen, so I'm just not going. I'm, I'm not even going to do it. But then we say, wait a second. And we find ourselves alone and we're like, well, this isn't working. I'm not in that in-group here at work, and this isn't happening here. What? It's, it's, it's not working. But sometimes that really would be like a farmer who goes out, plants his field, and then goes back the next day, looks around and says, well, that didn't work. Yeah, we would laugh. If he goes back out there, tills the whole thing up, and plants seed all again and goes home. Comes back out the next day and says, well, that didn't work. You could do that all year long, and it would never work. You would never get anything. It doesn't matter how much seeds you plant. If you till it every day, it's not working. It doesn't work. And so today, I just want to encourage you to keep going. Some of that work that you've put in, some of the seeds that you have been sowing, don't stop, but to keep going. You will reap a harvest if you do not give up. If we do not give up. I wonder if there are some almost in here. I wonder how many almost are in the room right now. Maybe it's a relationship that's been broken and you have been trying, you have put in so much effort into bringing that back and to restoring that relationship and you're almost ready to give up. And maybe you'd say you actually already have. I don't know what it might be. I don't know if it's something at work, something at home, a relationship, maybe a loved one that you've been inviting, that you've been trying to lead to Christ, and they just, for some reason, just have, they are so, they just will not let you in. They will not let you in. And you are ready to give up. But the truth is, you are almost there. I was at the gas station a while back, and I was talking with just a random guy who was there, and I invited him to church. And he's like, actually, I just started going to a, a church. And I said, oh, that's great. And how's it going? He's like, he goes, I love it. And I was like, okay, you just started going. What, what happened? Why did you start going? He goes, well, honestly, he's like, my neighbor invited me like 100 times. And, and instantly, I'm like, okay, so what, what made the difference? Like, somebody invites you 100 times. And that's what I asked him. I go, so what made you change your mind and finally go? And he goes, honestly, I ran out of excuses. I'm like, really? So he just needed to ask you that one more time. He's like, yeah. And I went, and I went into the group, and somebody said hi to me, and he began to talk to me about the group, and he just needed to be asked one more time. One more time. And maybe that is for you. 
Don't stop yet. Maybe that's what it is. But we don't stop. And you will reap a harvest if you do not grow weary. We will reap that harvest at the proper time. And as, as we're talking about doing this and, and sticking with things and really following through, maybe it's following through with something that you have been doing or something that God's laid on your heart to do, and you've just been hesitant to even do it. I think there's a few reasons why we stop short, no matter what it is. I think the number one reason that we stop short and we abandon God's plan or God's best is because of the people around us. Because we think it's, it's not working. It's not working. My family, my coworkers, my friends, whatever it is. Because we think it's not working. But the thing is, we need to be standing on God's word, not on just everything that's happening around us. But that's what happens. We decide, okay, God, I'm, I'm going I'm to seek you first. And so we don't take, we don't take the promotion that's going to make us move. We say, you know what? I'm, I, I just can't do it. I looked over there, and I'm not going to move because I'm in a good church now. And I went and I looked, and I can't find a good church where you're wanting to send me. And I'm not going to make that move. And people are like, no, well, why is that? And you're like, no, because I'm going to be plugged in. I'm going to be plugged in. I'm never going to be able to be and do all that God has for me if I'm not plugged in somewhere. So you make that decision. That's not an easy decision to make. But let me just tell you, being plugged in makes a difference. It so makes a difference. But you decide to honor God in that. And all of a sudden, all the people come around you. Just wait. Your family, your friends, go, hey, you should really do this. Why aren't you doing this? What is happening? And we get this. They where they come all around. I know Becca and I, probably 10 years ago, God really just laid on our heart that we needed to be out of debt. Um, we, we didn't really have a lot of, of debt. We, like, <laughs> we, had, we had the house. We didn't have, uh, I mean, I was raised like, you do, you do not borrow money for cars. My dad's like, it's a depreciating asset. Like, you buy it, it's worth less. He's like, you don't do that. So I, I, I've never done that. He's like, you save up, you buy junk but you own that junk. It's like, okay. Like that, that, that's what you do. Like, this is how we do I didn't have car debt. We didn't have that. Um, credit cards, uh, I, I, I don't even like them. I don't even like getting the bill. So we didn't have, we didn't have credit card debt, but we had the house. And, and God laid on our heart that we needed to get rid of that. And the verse that uh, jumped out at us was, was in Proverbs where it says that the borrower is servant to the lender. And it is not a sin to go into debt or to have debt. It's a tool. You can use it. However, God laid on our heart that we needed to get rid of that. And really, it was we wanted to be free to do what God wanted us to do. Now, he didn't tell us what that was, but we, it was on both of our heart to get out of debt. So we began to do that. And uh, it was noticeable because it changed our lifestyle. Like Dave Ramsey says, you know, beans and rice, that would have been an upgrade. For what, compared to what we did, like seriously, like we skimped, we cut, Becca had a cell phone, we got rid of that. We had internet at home, we got rid of that. If we could get rid of it, like we stopped doing it. Water the lawn, not a chance. No way. Fertilizer, that costs money. No. No, no, like everything, like if it got, we, we, we changed. And we had family that was just come to us and be like, what are you doing? 
Why? Are, you shouldn't be doing this. I remember one time, one of the family members comes over and he's like, now here's why you shouldn't be doing this. And he's like, here's a tax advantage and here's why this. And if you do this, you're not going to be able to do this anymore. And then this is going to be here and you're going to lose this tax advantage. And I'm like, really? I said, first of all, I think you're wrong. Here, here, and here, I like math and numbers. And, he's, and then I'm like, you figure all that out and then we'll talk about it. And literally, he sat in my living room for like an hour like going over this and looking over and trying to show me why it didn't make sense for us to do this. And, and while he was doing it, I said, you don't need to do this. I'm like, because there's two reasons. One is we believe that this is what God is asking us to do. And I believe that God's blessing when we do what he's asking us to do is better than any math that you can come up with. And two, you're wrong. So just like, whatever. But we had so many people so often say, hey, don't, don't do this. And it took years. Uh, it, it, it took years. I think when we started, we owed, it was, I think it was $89,000 on our house still. And it took years, but we paid it off. And in doing that, we got done, and it was great. Uh, we saved $53,000 in interest. Like, that's money I would have had to pay had we not done it. So that was great. And I was like, yeah. But there was no, there was, honestly, it was a bit like, wait a second, where's, where's the party? Like, there should be a party, like, hold on. And some of it was a party, like one of the things was, um, and maybe this is TMI, but one of the things was I'm not buying any more underwear until we pay off the house. <laughs> and Beck's like, I can't even wash these. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Principal, I don't know. So there, there, that was kind of nice. Um, but we just... It, it wasn't everything that I had expected. And all of these people that had come around us and told us, hey, you shouldn't do this. Now, after we did it, one is they were like, we watched them come and be like, that would be great. I wish we could do that. Others would be like, well, I'm so proud that you were able to do that. And then you know what ended up happening? Was we were perfectly positioned to launch Life West Church. We didn't know that that was coming. But that was exactly where we needed to be financially, to step out and to not be paid and to be like, hey, we're going to throw time and effort in. We're going to make this work. It's okay. We're going to make this happen. And to do it without a whole bunch of financial stress. It's what God needed us to do, and we see exactly why now. But we had so many people come around us, and the idea is we have to be grounded, and we have to know what God's word says, and be like, this is why I'm doing it. Not because so-and-so says so. But God, I know what your word says, so I'm going to follow through with it. And I may have not be seeing the exact result I want to see right now, but God, I want to fall, I'm going to follow through with this. I'm not going to change. There's so many different ways that we can decide, and you know, what school am I going to go to? What job should I take? I mean, you should look at this, and you need to think this, and, and, and you're an Enneagram this, and you're a that this, so this is going to mean you're a little bit more like this. But the truth is, is we need to know what God's word has to say about it. And say, okay, that is what I'm going to do. And then stick with it. Galatians 5, 7 says this. It says, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth? Who cut in on you? I think it's so easy to take bad advice, especially when we are surrounded by so many people that are chasing after things that we're not. It's so easy to take bad advice. And let me just say, people can be genuinely wrong. But we need to know what God's word says 
and to hold on to that. I like what it says here in Romans 12 too. It says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. If we're doing it God's way, it's gonna look different. We don't follow, we're not in the same mold. That's literally what it's saying. He's like, it's, it's, it's not. And then he goes on and he says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be able to test and prove what is, what good, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We need to have the attitude that if God's word says it, that's enough. That's what we're gonna do. And then we stick with it. We just stick with it. Uh, when, when Beck and I were dating, we were, I, I, was, I was just like completely Twitter paid. Like, so like, this girl's amazing. Um, I was like, she's, she's super cute, super good looking. She laughs at my jokes. <laughs> That's amazing. Like this is, she's great. I absolutely, but there was one thing that really, I remember, that really just changed and really told me like, yes, this is the one. And it was, we're actually at the corner of 52nd and Ivanrest in Granville or Wyoming or exactly what it is. But we're sitting there in the car and we're talking about generosity and giving. Because I'm like, if I'm going to marry this girl, like she, she needs to know. Like I tithe and that's the start. Because you can't give until after you tithe because the first part goes to God. And so we're talking about that and she's like, yeah, tithing, tithing is great. I'm like, well, I like to be generous. And I think we need to be generous. And I'm like, you know, at the time my brother was a missionary. I'm like, he's one of the missionaries that, that, that I support. Uh, and we're talking about being generous and, and giving. And she's like, oh, that's great. And, and she, I don't remember exactly what she had said in between there. But I remember thinking, okay. And then, and then I said this. I said, now what about where the Bible says, what about where the Bible says that if, if a man does not eat, if a man does not work, he doesn't eat. And, and she's sitting next to me and she says, she goes, that sounds really harsh. And when she said that, I was like, oh, like deal breaker, like this isn't like, this isn't gonna work. And then she said this, she goes, but if that's what God's word says, that's what's best. And when she said that, that's the moment that I knew, this is the girl I'm going to marry. If she will put aside what she thinks and be like, if that's what God's word says, that's what's best, like, that's, she's the package. She's the whole deal. I'm like, yes, like, this is it. But that is the attitude that we have to have. We have to have that. If, God word, if God's word says it, this is what I'm gonna do. And I might not be seeing right now in the moment the result that I want as, I'm, as, as we're doing this. And yes, I'm, I've broken off some of these bad relationships and, and you're like, well, and now I'm alone. Well, that's, that's great. <laughs> well, you're in luck because small groups are kicking off in a couple of weeks and you need to plug into some of those, find somebody with one of these stickers. And maybe you get around some people that are weird like you and, and maybe you don't, then try another one. Jump out of that one and if that still doesn't work, then start your own and be like, okay, how's this work? And maybe you can find some friends that way. But it does, it's gonna happen and it's gonna be. But here's just what I want to encourage you with is know this that when we begin to do and to follow God's plan, it works if we don't give up. But don't stop at almost. Don't almost get there. Don't almost get there. Don't do it. 
And I think it's just a great illustration of almost is this. A great illustration of almost is, is that even in there? Oh, yeah, it is. It's in 2 Kings 5. Naaman is a leper. He's got this disease. It's a nasty, nasty disease. Uh, we, we don't really have it here. Uh, parts of your body would just kind of like die. Um, your eyes, your, your nerves in your eyes, you, you, a leper would go blind because they stopped blinking. Because we don't really think about blinking, but your body tells your body to blink, and we blink, but your eyes would dry. It's just horrible. And actually, when I think of leprosy, I think of a, a camp song that I learned. And it's one of those things that you don't know why you learn it, but you do, and you just remember it because I don't know. Because I don't get to pick what I remember. Anybody else, like, you, get, you do not get to pick what you remember. You remember all the bad jokes that you can never tell. You remember all the things that you never need in actual life. This is, this is one of them, but I'm going to use it so it doesn't seem like a waste of, of, of brain energy. But it's this leprosy. I remember the song, and it was, the song was this. It was leprosy. Bits and pieces falling off of me. I'm not half the man I used to be. Yes, I believe it's leprosy. Kiss me quick. I'm about to lose my upper lip. I don't even have a nose to pick. Yes, I believe. And it just goes on and on about your body falling apart. Because that's this disease. Okay, so I just want you to get the idea of what this disease is. And people have this in Bible times. And if you have this disease, they're like, you're going to die, so go off and like your little leper colony and die together. Like That's what it was, and you couldn't be around other people. If you ever, ever even went through the city gates and had to be around anybody, you would yell, unclean, unclean, everywhere you went, and people would run away from you because they didn't want their lips to fall off. Like that, That's just what it was. Well, that's this disease that Naaman has. Naaman has this disease, and he goes, he, he hears about a man of God who can heal him. So he goes and he finds this man of God. The story is found in 2 Kings, the account of all this happening. And he arrives, and Elisha says, hey, you want to be cleared of leprosy? He sends out his servant and says, go tell him to dip in the Jordan River seven times. Naaman, the leper, says, what? I don't want to dip in the Jordan River. That's ridiculous. So he heads home. His servant talks him into it and says, if he had asked you to do some hard thing, wouldn't you have done it? And he's like, yeah, I would have. He says, this is so simple. I know it's not the cleanest river, but let's go over this. So they go to the river, and he dips. But he's told to dip seven times. He dips the first time, comes up. I think he did exactly what you and I would have done, which is this. Like, let me pull on that lip. Like, is it still there? He looks. Nothing. He goes down. He comes back up. The spot, still there. What would happen if Naaman had gotten out of the water at three and said, you know, it's not made any difference? Or what if he'd gone to dip, dip four and five times and he gets back up and is like, you know what? I'm not one, I'm not five-sevenths of the way better. That's an improper fraction. Anyway, I'm not that, but whatever. I'm not any better. It's not working and he gets out. What if he'd stopped on six? and said, this didn't work, he'd have gone home a leper, but he didn't stop on six. He didn't stop on five. He dipped seven times. And when he dipped the seventh time, he came up, and the Bible says his skin was brand new. He, because he didn't stop. And I don't know what it is that you have in your life, the thing that you've been begun to do, 
But I would tell you, don't stop. Almost is 99% of the frustration without any of the gain. Without that reward, stick with it. Make that decision. If God's word says it, I'm going to do it. Whether I see the instant result that I want or not. God, I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to stop halfway. If this is what your word says to do, that is where I'm going to be. That's how I'm going to raise. Yes, it's going to be different. My kids aren't going to get to watch and go and to do everything that everybody else does. And that's okay. And it might be different at work because they talk about, and I'm not going to go be a part of what they're doing here, and I'm, we're not going to do this. Yeah, we don't fit the pattern of this world. It's, we're going to be different. We're going to follow through with it, and we're going to see it to the end because we will reap a harvest if we don't get tired in doing good. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.